Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who bids us walk in love. Amen. The message for today, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, rises up out of the words of Paul the Apostle from today's epistle lesson, Ephesians chapter 5. So when you stop and think about it, there's a whole lot of walking we do each and every day. We're not even aware that we do. We really don't even think about it, but we do it, right? We get up out of bed in the morning and we walk around the house. We walk into the kitchen and then we walk out to the car and we go wherever we're going to go to work or to the grocery store or what have you. We may take the dog out for a walk. We may go for a walk or a, a run over the uh, lunch hour. We walk around our neighborhoods for some exercise and now in the summer, right, we go places. We go for a walk along the beach or we go up into the mountains and hike up there. And so how about that lovely walk behind the lawnmower as we're uh, cutting grass, right? I did that on Friday, so you know what that's like. And, and my family and I moved our twin daughters, Caroline and Joanna, to VCU. It seemed like with every other living person in the Commonwealth of Virginia was there yesterday, moving them up. And, and the large elevator for moving up to the eighth and 10th floor was broken on move-in day. Hello, VCU. Um, so anyway, so lots of walking, schlepping upstairs, but we did it. And I stand before you today. Whew. So you know how many steps we're encouraged to walk each day? Do you know? 10,000, right? That's, that's the goal we're supposed to shoot for. That may seem like an astronomical sum, or it may seem, eh, not that much. I do more than that every day. So uh, we use different things to track uh, our, our walking, right? Pedometer, how many steps, or Fitbit. How many of you wearing Fitbit today? Uh, a few of you are out there, right? So it tracks um, exercise and activity, but also things like um, sleep and eating patterns and uh, all that stuff. So it comes down to something as simple as walking. But you know, what's simple isn't always simple. Because walking isn't always simple for everybody. Because of health restrictions or physical disabilities, walking is not something that everyone can do much as they'd like. It is walking, though, that we hear today in the epistle reading from Paul the Apostle. Two times he references walking. Walk as children of light, he says, and look carefully then how you walk. So it is that image of walking that's before us today in our summer preaching series, Life Together, based on Paul's letter to the Ephesians, continues with the message today under the theme, Walking in Love. So may the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. Walking, uh, for most of us anyway, is part of everyday life, whether we think about it or not. And that's the image scripture uses, Old and New Testament, for a life of faith, a walk of faith. That's a concrete image. 
You're going somewhere when you're walking. It is a journey. It's a destination we're headed toward. That's a good image, to be walking. And actually, Paul speaks about this walking image uh, in verses that precede today's epistle reading. In chapter 4, he writes, Now this I say and testify to the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. We're called to something different for which God has set us aside as his beloved sons and daughters. And earlier in chapter 5, Paul writes, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So this is where our faith walking begins in what God in Christ has done for us, not what we can do for God. In truth, you know, it's not about scorekeeping with God. It's not about racking up points to use as bargaining chips that we can hold up in God's face and say, see, look what I've done, look what I've done, how good I am. It doesn't work that way. In truth, we have nothing to bring to the table with God except our tremendous need. We can only say, as that tax collector did in the parable Jesus told, we can only come confessing, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's what we have to bring to the table. And the Lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it begins right over here with what happened with Aaliyah Josephine this morning, where she was marked with the cross of Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit for life eternal, washed clean through what Jesus is doing in baptism for her and whether it happened a short time or a long time ago for us as well. We've been set apart as God's chosen and beloved children. And Paul references baptism in this regard with another letter he wrote to the Romans. We were buried therefore with Christ by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So that's where our walking begins with what God graciously does in holy baptism, making us his sons and daughters, his children of promise, reunited with Jesus in his death and resurrection. So our life together in Christ sets us apart from the world that does not acknowledge Jesus or believe in him. And that's what Paul's writing about here in Ephesians chapter 5. He calls upon believers to walk in love with Christ and with one another. It also means, though, that at times we have to walk away. 
We have to walk away from things that are not good for us, enticing and alluring as they may be. They are not good for us. And Paul writes about some of these things, walking away from empty words that deceive and lead astray, walking away from the unfruitful works of darkness, walking away from getting drunk with wine. We also may be tempted to walk away from Jesus entirely. That's what happened at the close of today's gospel lesson. Jesus was preaching and teaching on how he is that living bread come down from heaven to give life to the world. And whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood has eternal life. And we will do that very thing in the Lord's Supper as Jesus comes to us and feeds us with his true body and blood. It's too much, too much for some of the disciples. They said, how, how can we listen to this? And they walked away. We may be tempted, perhaps in our own journey of faith at times, to do the same. Sometimes in that walk of faith, we find ourselves walking in places where we really should not be, places that are not life-giving, places that undermine and undercut our faith in Jesus, places that trusted people have warned us about. And we may not even know that we're there. Sometimes we don't even really understand how deep we are into such situations, into such circumstances, until we're up to our knees, or our waist, or our chin. And then it finally dawns on us, wow, I am in trouble. This is not good. And it is precisely then that we can and should cry out to Jesus for help, for deliverance. He is the only one who can rescue and redeem. When every other promise has failed, when we've tried every other option and it's all come to nothing, and every other door has slammed shut against us, Jesus alone remains. Like we read in the psalm together, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. This turning to the Lord, this walking away from sin and evil, this about face, this is called repentance. And it is ongoing, daily, constant in the life of the child of God. So in lieu of all of these things that are not life-giving, that draw us away from God, what are we supposed to do? How are we then to walk? Well, Paul tells us, be filled with the Spirit. 
addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are steps that lead to the full and abundant life that Jesus came to bring. And you might think, I don't sing. I might like to sing, but my family really doesn't like when I sing. So what am I supposed to do then? I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Make that joyful noise to the Lord. Sing that new song that God has given you. It doesn't matter if you're on tune or off tune. It is well-pleasing to the Lord. And so it's important to have these psalms and hymns and spiritual songs at our disposal. Look at the hymnal. It is a treasure trove of resources to bless your walk of faith. It's filled with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And I encourage you to commit one of them, at least one to memory. More is even better. Draw upon that in your own devotional time with the Lord, building up in you that treasure house of prayer and praise that's available wherever we go, whatever we do. And if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, doesn't matter. The Lord is well pleased with the song of praise that comes from your heart. And as we walk in faith, we're called to walk in love, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Hmm. This means we walk Together. We're not alone in this faith journey. We walk with each other, and even more importantly, the one who walked the way of the cross, who gave his life on the cross for you and for me, he walks with us. His promise is, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. So even if we feel alone, we're not. Jesus himself walks with us. That walking together image, that's actually what the name of our church body means. Lutheran Church, Missouri, Synod. Synod comes from two Greek words meaning on the road together, <laughs> to walk together. That's what we're doing in love. That's true. No one can believe for us. No one can have faith for us. But it's also true that no believer is ever self-made. We are shaped and molded. We are encouraged and strengthened, blessed and challenged by our fellow members of the body of Christ. Jesus, who is that living bread who's come down from heaven, he feeds us all. So walking together in faith, walking together in love, we say with Peter, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed 
and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Amen.